Welcome to our Top of Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Olkani, Vice President of Client Services and Cybersecurity Research at the Tandalini Group. We have a special program for you today. I'm joined by Vicki Tambellini, who is the founder and CEO of the Tambellini Group. In this program, we will sit down with Vicki and discuss the top ed tech trends from 2019 and her predictions for 2020. Let's get started. Thanks for joining me today, Vicki. Hi, Caitlin. Thanks for inviting me. To kick us off, Vicki, I'd like to hear from you about the trends in higher ed technology that surprised you in 2019? Caitlin, that's a really interesting question. And as I thought about the question that you asked, the number one thing that came to my mind was the number of institutions that slowed on major projects to build more support from their boards, directors, and presidents. In the past, when institutions were planning for major technology purchases, of course, they spent have spent a lot of time gaining um, support across their campuses and, of course, had socialized projects with their boards and the presidents would be aware of the projects that would be coming. But typically, as the campus was building consensus, the boards would be advised and things would be scheduled and go right through board approval. And in 2019, we had quite a few institutions that started down a process with their boards and projects were delayed or, or sidelined. And that was quite a surprise. And in most of the cases, in fact, all, all of the ones that we were directly involved in, the, the board didn't say that the projects couldn't proceed. What they said was that they wanted the institution to take more time, to gather more information, to be more um, sure that they had all the information about the project and that they were gathering all the information that they would need over the total lifetime of the project and that they, they anticipated that they would approve the projects, but it would be over a much longer period of time than was originally anticipated. So projects that we thought, for example, might take six months to get approved and funded would now take, in many cases, over a year. So that was a big surprise to us um, in 2019. The second thing I would mention is that we, in 2019, saw a number of institutions uh, still buying on-prem applications. I think in 2018, we thought we had seen the last of institutions buying uh, client-server-based student information systems, and yet we saw it again in 2019, and I think we may see um, one or two more even in 2020 in the U.S. So that is um, that was a big surprise in 2019, and I think we'll see it again in 2020. And the reason it, it was a surprise in 2019 is because we felt like the newer systems that were being built by vendors like Unit 4 and Oracle and Workday were far enough along that institutions would buy those systems and, and know that they would, by the time that they could roll those systems out, that the functionality that they needed would be in the applications. But we saw what we saw in 2019 was that, in fact, that level of confidence was not there. And in some cases, it was the vendors themselves 
that went to the institutions and said, you know, we, we are not going to be able to deliver the functionality that you need and the timeline that you need it. And so institutions have been put in a, um, a really difficult situation if they've got a, a system that's end of life, something that they really need to replace in a very short period of time. Now they've, they've been put in a position where they have to buy a solution that they know is basically only going to be able to be used for a couple of years before they are not going to get vendor support anymore before they have to replace it again. But that's, we are actually still seeing that in the market. So those are the two big surprises. Thanks, Vicki. What did happen in 2019 that you predicted in 2018? The things that we saw in 2019 that were not so much of a surprise were institutions understanding the importance of looking at integration as a service, first of all. Um, most of the vendors that provide integration as a service or IPaaS solutions you know, are not higher education specific vendors, right? And, and sometimes they may have one or two sales reps that, that even call on higher education. So they're not necessarily very well up to speed on all the things that higher education cares about. So it can be difficult for higher ed to get the attention that they need. But we did see in 2019 a number of institutions make new commitments to integration as a service platforms and to, in some cases, multiple platforms, depending on the size of the institution, with the understanding that integrations are you know, painful to write and maintain, difficult to to keep up with the more in the more applications are being bought especially as institutions continue to buy point solutions across the enterprise and that as institutions continue to think about moving more and more to the cloud there will be possibly hundreds of integrations to maintain over a much longer period of time and so having that integration as a service platform becomes something that's really important for the institution to consider. So that was something that we, we saw and I think we'll continue to see. And there are different approaches for it, of course. There's some, some IT shops that want to have much more hands-on experience with applications, have different options than those that want to have more integration done by the tool. So that was important in 2019. We also saw reporting and analytics continue to take a center role in many of our discussions. And when institutions think about being able to make decisions based on data, it becomes very difficult with the applications that they have today because they have not always had good data governance or even data stewards in, within the institution. So there's an increased emphasis today on looking at the data, looking at data governance, and thinking about how to put data in some sort of stewardship model so that reporting and analytics can be standardized going forward. So depending on the environment that the institution is operating in, there are many ways to look at reporting and analytics, but getting started somehow, even if it's a very small team with two or three people, is something that we're seeing many institutions focus on, and that was a prediction that we, we talked about early in 2019 that, that did come true. I'm curious if there were predictions you made in 2018 that did not come true. 
Well, yes, of course. There are always some things that you think are going to happen that, that don't materialize. And sometimes it's because uh, you just miss the mark. And sometimes there are things that you, you just can't see coming. But in one particular area that was a surprise to us is in the advancement community. Uh, there have been, there are some really good reasons that advancement solutions need to be replaced. There are some, many of the advancement communities are operating with a number of third-party solutions that are being pieced together, and they're, some of them are end-of-life. The institutional advancement communities are struggling with the solutions that they have in many cases, and they want want to replace the, the solutions that they have. But depending on where the where they are in their life cycle and where the overall campus is in terms of the rest of their IT organization, they may or may not be able to do something about their advancement um, problem, um, may or may not be able to do something about it in 2019, and they may or may not be able to do something about it in 2020. So um, if they have their own IT organization, their own information technology director, or their own CIO, they're in a much different situation to go out and uh, look at a new solution, begin implementing a new solution, especially if they're not in the middle of a campaign. If they are in the middle of a campaign or they're getting or just started a new campaign, many times they they need to wait till they get all the way through a campaign to to start um, to implement a new system because obviously they don't want to be going through a system upgrade while they're also in an, an important fundraising initiative. So the advancement spending that's been delayed was was a big surprise. We also saw a couple of vendors that you know had high hopes um, in that in that community um, that changed ownership. For example, Salesforce bought Round Corner in the last um, year or so, and that that made a, a, a difference in the way the advancement solutions were lining up. And we've seen solutions from outside of the U.S. coming into the U.S. market. So solutions like Thank You and um, CauseView from outside of the U.S. coming into this market, which has given U.S. institutions more to consider. And that's also slowed some spending as institutions think about other options. And of course, that we always see Black Baud and Elucian as competitors in this space. So looking ahead to this year, what are your predictions for 2020? Well, in 2020, we, we think that institutions will continue to be very thoughtful about how to deal with the rapid pace of technology change, even if institution has a fairly stable technology infrastructure and ecosystem, technology continues to change all around the institution because every vendor that institutions work with continues to upgrade their technology. The tools that institutions are using or being faced with continue to be upgraded and changed. Certainly security issues continue to change. So the institutions are forced to continue to try to keep up with what's happening all around them. And we, we are going to continue to see, I believe, uh, more emphasis on assessment, assessing IT organizations, assessing um, the future of the what the cloud looks like for each institution, assessing organizationally how to prepare staff infrastructure and spending for what these new models look like for the organization. So I believe we'll 
see more uh, more spending on assessments in 2020. And I think we'll also see more emphasis on change management going forward. There's a, a real understanding that no matter what, how much you socialize and change that's coming to an institution, we never hear institutions say we spent too much on change management, but we often hear institutions say, we wish we'd paid more attention, or we wish we'd talked to this group or that group sooner, or we wish we had spent more on training, or some facet of change management had, had paid more, been paid more attention to. So we think that that's going to continue to be very important. And, um, and then I think we're, we'll see more spending in 2020 on student systems. The, you know, there's been a, a real lull over the last three or four years on student spending. That's an area that we track very closely as an indicator of what's happening in the rest of the market. And there will be an increase in student information spending in 2020. We think that as Workday has more institutions live on more components of their system and more to celebrate in that area it will give the rest of the market more confidence that there's more coming for higher education in terms of cloud systems. We also think we'll see more selections on the Oracle cloud products, which will be good for higher ed overall. We see campus management also being selected more broadly in the traditional higher education space. And they've been a vendor that has traditionally been in the for-profit space. So that's that's been very good for higher education. And then the last thing I would mention is that we're seeing more spending on faculty information systems, which has been an area, it's a relatively new area for higher education technology. So faculty has often felt that, that the institution needed to do more for faculty when they're spending on administration and that having solutions in place to help track faculty tenure, faculty publications, is something that's really important. And there's more emphasis today on understanding the role of faculty and the contributions that they're making and doing a better job of tracking that faculty value. And this er whole area of faculty information system is really expanding very rapidly in the last, um, the last several years. So we think we'll continue to see more spending in that area as well. Thank you so much, Vicki, for your thoughts today. It seems like 2020 is going to be a very exciting year, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Yeah, it should be very exciting. We plan to publish somewhere close to 100 new market reports this year, and we'll continue to track as much as our customers ask us to and look forward to it as well. Thank you for inviting me today. This concludes our Top of Mind podcast. Please check back with us next month for another great topic on higher education technology.